0: This is Hemant. And
1: Jessica. And
0: you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash podcast to support this show. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. We have a couple of quick announcements before we get to all the good stuff. The first is that next Saturday, I, Hemant, will be speaking <laughs> in Denver, Colorado. Sorry, going off my script here. Um, I'll be in Denver, Colorado. That's Saturday, September 30th. Uh, tickets are required because... I'm not a cheap date, damn it. Um, But they are uh, supporting the Secular Hub awesome group out there. And details for that event will be in the show notes. Again, Mm -hmm. Denver, September 30th. Mm -hmm. And then the week after that, Mm -hmm. on Saturday, October 7th, Mm -hmm. in the western suburbs of uh, Chicago. Chicago, where we Chicago. Live. We are having a 500th episode party. Yay. <laughs> that's no, the music that will play. I no, see. You're background. doing my <laughs> background music. That is at Solemn Oath <laughs> Brewery. And that will be in the afternoon on Saturday, October 7th. 3
1: p.m. 3 p.m. Free entry. Bring food if you want. Uh, pets and kids, I, be- I believe kids are welcome. Pets definitely are. Dottie will be there. Um, they have lots of non-alcoholic drinks if that is your jam. So uh, come please hang out with us. It's going to be fun and chill and, yes. and great. And
0: details for that are also in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And I figured uh, for this week I would start you out with something happy because you deserve that.
1: Two quarter notes, I see.
0: Uh, two quarter notes because there's... I'm going to play you a clip in Sometimes just a I second. Sometimes I peek at
1: Hemant's notes and try to interpret them because he it's writes a f- like a fucking stinks over there. Yeah,
0: and you shouldn't even bother because you're not going to be able to make... <laughs> Make sense of any of my scribbles. Okay. However, uh, here's the background. Uh, this is going to be short, but our friend, a uh, Christian hate preacher, Greg Locke. Mm. He still does his circus tent church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Oh, and it's a
1: permanent church uh, tent. No, oh, it's I thought per- he like it's a permanent
0: te- tent, and know. it just keeps getting bigger and keeps getting louder. Isn't it-
1: Permanent tent, legally a building?
0: Don't know how it (laughs) works there in Mount Juliet, but it's really loud. People are annoyed in the community. I cannot
1: imagine. They
0: are trying to figure out, like, is this guy breaking the law? Because if he is, we're Mm going to get him on it. But um, over Labor Day weekend, earlier this month, he had a massive, whatever he does, cast out demon party. (laughs) And the thing is, because so many people came to that tent service, it takes police to navigate the traffic. Mm-hmm. It, it ruins a lot of the roads. There's too many people coming in for roads that are not designed to have that many people.
1: It's like all of a sudden you're living near a concert venue. Pretty and much. you did not sign up for that.
0: And because of the number of people who were there, a lot more police had to be called to the scene just to help people get around and navigate and stuff. So the question is, will Locke have to pay for all the cops who, were, who had to mm. move, stop what they were doing to take care of his stuff. And I'm going to play two clips for you, and they're all in the same clips. So you're going to hear them one after another. One is what Greg Locke said to his church last week, and then I'm going to play you what, uh, someone associated with the sheriff's office said at a government meeting days later. I okay? swear
1: to God, I'm going to have to take the side of either Greg Locke or the cops. That is and correct. And I'm not excited.
0: Yeah. So, uh, again, you'll you'll know who's who. Uh, it's very easy to tell. But, yeah, listen to what Greg Locke said and then the sheriff's department. Right after the conference, the sheriff called us from Wilson County, and he was very gracious, applauding us for the flawlessness of the parking that the kindness i mean th- there was really there was there were no problems i mean it was to have that many people
1: here it was it was flawless flawless
2: but i have to say some things um some things been said about the sheriff's office and me personally on the, the internet uh, there was an event down there in labor day there was thousands of people down there and It was said that I said it was a success, there wasn't no traffic problems, and that is not the case. Uh, I know Mount Jet worked very hard down there. I had up to 15 officers working their holiday weekend because of all the traffic down there. And uh, I can can say it was not a success.
0: That's from Twitter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to be... Very clear that I did not add that womp sound the at the whomp end, whomp. although it is something I would have done. <laughs> but
0: basically, uh, the bottom line here is because of how many cops had to be pulled out during a holiday weekend to take care of Greg Locke's service, right. which was not flawless. Mm. Uh, Greg Locke's church, Global Vision Bible Church, is now being billed $18,000 between Mount Juliet, like the city's police department, and Wilson County, hmm. the county people, they're all sending separate bills to him So it's to like pay. The,
1: the police force and the sheriffs are like, yep. hey, guys. Okay, um, I don't know the laws regarding... Like, I don't know. I don't love the fact that cops can send somebody a bill for them doing their job. They
0: can, and here's why. If you're doing a large event and you are basically messing with local traffic then you are obligated to hire like local law enforcement or something to help navigate that Churches do it all the time. Bigger churches absolutely know how this I mean, works. The Public don't... schools know how it works because they have to do it for graduation. Sure, Like this sort of thing happens. You pay the cops for their time because you were asking them, come by our campus mm. because we need you to help with the secular side of things, which okay. is the traffic okay. and the parking and everything. That's not something volunteers can just do. And they did it. And they did it. And the thing is, Greg church did not warn them in advance that this was needed. They only realized it like as it was going so on. So it
1: was what was the event? It was a different event from, or was it just demon like regular casting,
0: whatever? But it was, like, Labor doesn't Day. he have
1: regular events? I'm just wondering why I this one regular, was especially disruptive. His
0: regular church services, they know what to expect. This one was like a bigger conference demon thing. I yeah, I mean, works. I'm
1: in the middle of planning the uh, horse show at the Hanson Center in Burridge Ridge, <laughs> October 14th and 15th. Hey, thank you to from the donation from one of our listeners. We got it. Thank you. I forgot to email you back. Um, but we have to reach out to local city, of, or we are reaching out to local city officials and the local pol- like police department, the Tri-State Fire Department, to be like, hey, we're having a shit ton of people on our property this day. Heads up gang and also like they'll probably send an ambulance to be on on site or whatever right. like as a person who lives in a community I respect my community by alerting those who run the community what I'm doing
0: Yeah. According to the sheriff's department, they had to, this is from the county sheriff, I believe. uh, I had up to 15 officers working their holiday weekend because of all the traffic down there. And I can say it was not a success. I've got a bill right here. I'm fixing to send them because it cost us $7,500 to pay for all that. Mm. Um, So now the question is, are they going to demand that he pay up? Or is Greg Locke going to put up a fight? Of course he's going to put he's up a fight. He's going to put up a fight. But how is he going to do that? Is, do you... And I don't know the answer yet.
1: I, and, and obviously, I, again, don't know I did know ask how... him, by the way. Did you? We're buddies. I know. And did he answer?
0: Uh, he did not answer me hey. yet. But on Friday... Did
1: you use your secret handshake to I did. let him know?
0: Uh, On Friday, they're having a local government meeting about this and he's already told his church members, I want you to show up to that meeting. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what he wants them to do. Are they going to complain that this is religious persecution? Because that's the easy way for them to deal with this. Um, But also, it's hard to go to a community full of religious people and say, you're persecuting me because I'm a Christian, when pretty much everyone there is a Christian.
1: Right. And
0: they're very clear, this has nothing to do with your religious beliefs. This is about your group using our resources, and we want you to pay the bill for it.
1: Well, it it, it kind of... Harkens back to uh, in Kentucky the Ark Encounter, right? Of like they had a whole thing where they needed more ambulances because all of a sudden there's an influx of people and they didn't want to pay for the ambulances. I remember that being a whole thing like five or six years ago.
0: That may have been, yeah, that's probably true. And then at some point they have to pay for the local. And I assume,
1: like, I just don't know how did they generate the amount. I'm just wondering, like, are there holes in this that Greg Locke is going to be like, well, I'm trying to figure out how he's he's going to be victimized by this.
0: Is that We're not a rich church We don't make a lot of money here
1: We just want to use your money to do our thing
0: Yeah pretty much And it's like no buddy You have enough money Because I know how much I know you're taking in plenty With your tides and your other stuff I'm
1: so of two minds Like this is definitely a let them fight situation Like whatever (laughs) I don't give a shit what happens
0: I hope, but the, I don't know. I, I don't the feel great about
1: a police force being like, um, we had to do our jobs more than usual, and I hated it. So you had to pay us money. That doesn't feel good either. Because guess who else had to work on a fucking holiday weekend? You're a girl right here. That's fucking life, dude. When you say, pick a job that isn't an office person.
0: The question that I'm wondering is whether the sheriff's county, uh, the sheriff's office, and all these law enforcement officials. I hope they will stick to their policy here and say, no, this guy used our resources. Mm -hmm. Any group would have been charged the same amount for Mm -hmm. the work they made us do. Don't just let him off the hook because of who he is, because it's a church. Like, no, go after them and fight this. And if you need to take it to the Republicans who run the state, then do that but my fear is that the cops are going to back down because it's a uh, religious oligarchy? Yeah. And I hope they don't do that. I I I want the cops to win this one.
1: Oh, uh, I hate This all is not of a complicated I one hope for me. They all burned down.
0: Last weekend, I had my in-laws over and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to Box. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at butcherbox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash Friendly and use code Friendly to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move to this story uh, involving The Sound of Freedom. Do you know The Sound of Freedom
1: movie? I'm aware of it, yes. What do you know about it? Oh, boy. It is based on a true story with gigantic square quotes around that. Uh Um, It is, my understanding, is the wet dream of conservatives who think that the real evil in the world is this uh, shadowy underground of liberals who kidnap and groom children and some guy saves a bunch of them when, in reality, while child abduction and grooming does happen. It's really not in the way they say and they ignore the people who do groom children like the Catholic priests. Um, and I believe the movie was almost entirely fabricated. It was supposed to be based on a dude's life who was part of it. Um, I won't see it on principle, but now I kind of want to <laughs> well, now that I've talked myself through there it.
0: There you go. So you're not... That, that is pretty. Oh, and it's spot got on. Jesus from uh, Mel Gibson's bad movie. Yes, you're.
1: I shouldn't say it was a bad movie. I didn't see it. Bad Mel Gibson's movie.
0: There you go. Um, No, you nailed it pretty much. So Jim Caviezel is the guy who played Jesus back in the day. He Mm -hmm. plays Tim Ballard, who's the main character in Sound of Freedom. And Tim Ballard, based on a true story... Right, with quote, big quote, square quote, quote, quotes, quote. yes, is a guy who makes it his mission to save children from Colombian sex traffickers. And basically the oh, film... Oh, I didn't realize yep. there was
1: Colombian.
0: Colombians, yep. The film says Ballard was this U.S. government agent who actually did go after those types of people. But no matter how many arrests he ever made, though, the underlying problem never went away. And so eventually he's like, you know what? I'm going to stop this problem at its core. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save kids directly. And then the government's like, no, do your job. And he's like, then I quit my job. I'm just going to go to Colombia and save the kids. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie is him rescuing children, no matter how much danger he is putting himself in.
1: Can I do a quick sidebar?
0: Yes.
1: I would love to do a like meta-analysis of all conservative movies that have a villain in South America. Because I am willing to bet that it's... 90 percent colombian like i feel like you don't see a ton of people like oh the panaman panamadians are at it again like they really focus on like central and south america but mostly colombia which is i think the scariest country they can think of
0: that's probably right like i don't don't watch movies i don't know i
1: mean nobody's like getting kidnapped to argentina they're fucking tangoing down there I mean, I would love to be
0: be kidnapped
1: to Argentina. Are you out of your mind?
0: (laughs) So right-wing conspiracy theorists have latched onto this film because they're just convinced everyone they don't like is a child sex trafficker and because Caviezel and the actual Tim Ballard are all conspiracy theorists.
1: Mm. Oh, Um, it's also a very (laughs) QAnon thing. Yes, they both both in
0: real life promote QAnon conspiracies that falsely claim liberals and democratic power brokers are involved in the kidnapping and selling of children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, And then... Uh, quote harvesting the chemical adenochrome from their blood to consume as an elixir of youth.
1: Well, they don't think that's real. That's just like the false.
0: That like is the... what they actually mm, believe. No,
1: Hemet. No, Hemet. That can't be real because that's absolutely insane. Are you? Uh-huh. I can't tell if we're doing a bit. I'm not, not kidding. Are we doing a? Bi- that right there is Tim Ballard. They genuinely think they harvest a what a hormone a chemical
0: a chemical called what adenochrome.
1: Is that a real thing? Sure. But no, no, no. Is that a real thing?
0: I'm sure it's a chemical.
1: This is what they think they're... T- so why do they this saying it's the grooming? Main... That's not what grooming is. Grooming is you have a kid who you're teaching how to become part of this like mm-hmm. bad situation. No, they're and... looking for
0: the fountain of youth in the kids, which is why I need to kidnap them. But that them. doesn't
1: make any sense. Yeah,
0: don't try to parse this. No, I thought so they thought it was Tim Ballard... kids getting
1: kidnapped... For sex
0: trading, I can't believe you're trying to parse the logic of crazy people.
1: My mind is blown right now. Anyway,
0: Tim Ballard, the guy this is all based off of, he believes that shit. Anyway, you would think, like maybe the crazy conspiracy is that's that's just
1: kidnapping and murder.
0: Yes, these are different issues, all of which Democrats do.
1: So, the personal
0: beliefs of the lead actor and the guy who portrays Mm -hmm. may not be relevant if the story. Like made sense. I guess I could look aside like the... It may not be
1: relevant unless it's a story literally about those beliefs. Right. In which case I would say, yeah.
0: (laughs) So Hollywood always takes liberties with films based on true stories, right? And then overlooks the facts to tell a more idealized version of the story. So supporters might say the real life Tim Ballard, he really did found uh, a non-profit anti-trafficking group called Operation Underground Railroad O-U-R no, Yes, that's what they it's called did not. yes it is no they
1: didn't uh-huh. no that was Harriet and, Tubman uh-huh.
0: they claim these to conduct fuckers. paramilitary missions to rescue children they would have
1: hunting Harriet Tubman down if they were in that situation you're getting ahead of me sorry
0: that's the end of the movie No. Oh. so they conduct these missions to rescue children and according to the group's website since its founding in 2013 the group says it has emancipated over 6,000 women and children, Ballard himself participated in some of those missions. That's the rosy version of this guy's life story. That's what his fans are saying. Now, here's the problem. Shortly after this film came out, uh, I don't know if it was early this summer, earlier this year in the film festivals and all that, um, reporters advice noted that reviews of the movie seemed to gloss over the group's long history of exaggeration and misrepresentation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for example, one of them is they said, we rescued this girl named Liliana, but the actual Liliana rescued herself and didn't interact with the group until years later. Wow. They claimed collaborations with organizations that never existed. Mm -hmm. They took credit for events when there was no evidence of their own participation in it. And as many critics have pointed out, some of their actions in these foreign countries may have made the trafficking problem even worse. Really? There's a lot of issues with the group founded by Tim Ballard. Um, And then, if you've heard this guy in the news this week, one of the reasons is because...
1: Wasn't he convicted as a child molester?
0: No. No? What is it? Way to make me have to... Bleep stuff out after the fact. Sorry. So no, earlier this year he actually left the organization, yeah. and it wasn't really clear why he left. It was, like probably because the movie uh-huh. made him famous, right? So he's yeah. leaving. And according to Vice, no, the reason he was kicked out, kicked out basically, is because he was accused of sexual misconduct by at least seven different women.
1: Oh, but adult women.
0: Adult women. I'm sorry. I and it here's was the here's the passage from Vice: Ballard invited women to act as his Wife, big quote hands On undercover overseas missions Ostensibly aimed at rescuing victims of sex trafficking He would then Allegedly coerce those women Into sharing a bed or showering together Claiming it was necessary To fool traffickers Uh, He also sent At least one woman a photo of himself Wearing next to nothing And Mm. asked another how far she's willing to go To save children
1: Are you telling me that a man who portrays a lot of narcissistic and psychopathic tendencies made up a bullshit story about himself to get money and power and women?
0: I guess. This is a weird way to do it.
1: I mean, listen, it was effective, is it not? I guess. He got those seven women. He's going to pay for it, hopefully, for the rest of his life, but... He hasn't been charged with anything. No, of course he's not. No, no I forgot the, the world reason, is terrible. Yeah, The mm-hmm.
0: reason I bring up this story and the reason I want to talk about it here, though, mm. is because how bad is this guy? Even bad the guy. Mormon church is like, dude, we have nothing to do with this he's guy. He's Mormon? He's Mormon. What? And even the Mormon church is like, don't, don't connect us. Here's what happened. Hmm. When Tim Ballard was giving paid speeches about his work, you should know that in the Mormon church, there is a 94-year-old leader one of many leaders in the Mormon church. His name is, uh, it's M period, like C Montgomery Burns. Shoot. It's M Russell Ballard. Okay. And he's, his title is Acting President of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oof. Which all you need to know about it is, Russell Ballard is a leader in the Mormon church. Okay, They share the same last name. They are not related. Okay. But when Tim Ballard... I mean,
1: it's Mormonism, is, so probably.
0: <laughs> when Tim Ballard is giving paid speeches about his work, he's invoking the name of Russell Ballard and basically saying, like... And by the way, they do know each other. They've uh, praised each other, because at the time, they were like... The Mormon church is like, yeah, this guy seems to be doing good work. But apparently... Uh, he's been saying that the Mormon leader was in close contact with him during rescue operations. Tim Ballard claimed wow. Ballard claimed they worked together on a for-profit venture separately. and that's what the LDS church came out with this week, basically saying, dude, this guy has no association with our leader. We have nothing to do with him. Here's the actual statement from the Mormon Church. And keep in mind, they very rarely speak out against individuals mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. For Just ma- like
1: queer people in general. Yes,
0: they'll do that all the time. <laughs> they'll put out mis- like white papers on caffeine. But when it comes to individuals, <laughs> no. For many months, President Ballard has had no contact with the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. The nature of that relationship was always in support of vulnerable children being abused, trafficked, and otherwise neglected. Once it became clear, Tim Ballard had betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable. No details there. Uh President Ballard withdrew his association. Uh, In addition, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints never endorsed, supported, or represented Operation Underground Railroad, Tim Ballard, or any projects associated with them.
1: So, Tim Ballard does or does not know President Ballard? He
0: knows him. They he have does met. know him. They know each other. And
1: has he... And
0: he is a practicing Mormon. Right. And Tim Ballard's but... like, hey, Mormons, get on my side, because guess what? Even the Mormon church is on my side on this stuff.
1: But... Is he counting on people mistaking their last names for being the same for an endorsement? Probably. Is that what's happening? But he—they can't prove
0: that. He didn't say this guy sure. is my uncle. He's just saying, you know who I know in the Mormon Church—the guy who shares my last just let name. Let people draw their own conclusions. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, and again, it created a false connection in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things. That someone who works with Tim Ballard said is he created this false connection in order to, quote, use the sizzle of the rescue of what he was doing to lead people back to the Mormon covenant. Basically, Tim Ballard's mission was to use his star power to bring people back into Mormonism or to Mormonism. And the fact that the Mormon church is like, yeah, we're not on this guy's side. Even though he's working to help them but is wild. It
1: seems to me that the more people come out against somebody like this, the more galvanized they become. And like, see, everybody's against us. Yeah. Tim Ballard has already from, reacted. See, the Mormon church backs me up to see, the Mormon church doesn't want me to say what I want to say. Don't, yeah. don't you think that feels like an easy step for them to take? Here's like what Tim Ballard has said situation. so far.
0: He said the Mormon church uh, did not really issue the statement, mm. which they did did like literally a news station he's in just the area fully denying he's facts. denying that the Mormon church said this, and like maybe it was some you know fake news put that out there and uh, a local local boy. news station because they basically said uh vice is they made f- allegations of uh pedophilia against the reporters at vice or vice Shit. itself. And basically, Sorry, all
1: of Vice is of a it. pedophile writ large? Pretty something cool. like that. Easy. But basically
0: he's saying, oh, look at the source, you guys. You're going to believe what Vice tells you. And it's like, first of all, the reporters who work for them are fine. And second thing is another local news outlet in Salt Lake City is like, no, we got the same statement from the Mormon church. Like, it's directly from them. We got it. I mean... So I don't know what he's how-
1: doing. Wow. The deny, deny, deny thing is impressive.
0: All of this is happening like this week. Guess Mm -hmm. what else happened this week? Tim Ballard said, Oh, Mitt Romney says he's retiring from the Senate. Yes. Yes. Tim Ballard said... I'm going to run for that seat. Maybe, you guys. Maybe I'm going to oh, run for it. the
1: Senate. Keep your sights low, bud. Nah,
0: he's like, I'm going to pull a J.D. Vance and use my right-wing stardom to sure. fly into the Senate. But he he needs the support of the Mormon Church if he wants to make that happen. He needs the support of Utah Republicans. And for the Mormon Church to be like, this ain't our dude. We're not supporting him. Yeah, it's kind of putting a damper on the potential Senate run that well, he has It sounds like he's announced.
1: just collecting enemies along the way. So I don't know how he thinks that it's going to lead to a political campaign. but
0: yeah, I don't know. Oh, wow. But yeah, Mitt Romney, is re- he said he's not going to run again uh, oh. next year. That means the Republican primary in Utah is now up for grabs and someone even crazier than Mitt Romney will inevitably take his place. Mm-hmm. So good times. Thanks, Utah. You've done it again. Mm. Uh, I don't know where this goes. It looks like just more allegations about the guy keep coming out, no matter what happens. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's uh, time and time again the thing of every accusation is a confession just feels so true over and over that like anybody who's like, Well, oh, we gotta protect X," is probably victimizing Y.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it, disgusting. It happens too often. Do you see
1: why I don't trust men? Do you understand this now? I feel like I need. I have enough examples locked and loaded that you can see why I'm a little mistrustful of men who are like yeah I'm definitely here to help you wink also take off your top for helping
0: (laughs) that's how we end every podcast
1: truly yeah
0: okay let's go to Louisiana (laughs) this is why we we don't do video (laughs) So Louisiana, we're going to Louisiana. We talked about this a year ago. Okay. Uh, I had forgotten a lot of the details, so I wanted to bring it up because I'm assuming you did too, because I forgot it too. Mm,
1: Mine's a still trip, my dude.
0: We'll see. So a year ago, and I'll tell you why I'm telling you this in a little bit, but thousands of high school seniors in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they took a field trip last year to what they thought was a college and career fair. Mm -hmm. Uh and what it actually was was a giant church service.
1: Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I do remember that.
0: And the people who spoke out about it on Facebook and whatnot, they were pointing out, oh my god, there's so many red flags here. How did our district allow this? They said it was called a Day of Hope, which not the name of a college and career fair. That's a weird name for it. No,
1: it's not. It It really is not. It's religious
0: connotations. They said when we got there, students were segregated by gender when the substantive portion of the program begin they said for the girls
1: for a career fair For separate by yeah. gender
0: again weird the speakers now this for the is girls what
1: kindergarten teachers <laughs> do all day the speakers <laughs> for the girls
0: included a pastor who promoted virginity another woman who said girls shouldn't date around just wait for god to bring you the perfect guy um and also a nurse who told a very traumatic story about her son with no warning to the crowd um, Jesus, that was disturbing When the kids all came back together from their sex-segregated groups, they heard a sermon from a dude nicknamed Donk. Yep, D-O-N-K. He claimed to overcome his own paralysis, then got sentenced to life in prison, then got out.
1: Maybe we do need video because I could not donk. form words, but my face went on a journey there. When I
0: said donk.
1: I mean, donk is a 12 out of 10 name mm-hmm. here for donk. Um mm-hmm. Can you, I just blacked I out if you said him. donk. What did, he, okay. what did he say?
0: He's just saying, oh, I ha- I was paralyzed Oh, and then I prayed.
1: He cured his own paralysis? Correct, as one does. He prayed and just to be clear... He, a paralyzed person, prayed, and God was like, "Yeah, Brian, you got this, my dude. I will give you the ability to walk again." Yep.
0: And then he never stepped foot in a hospital because why does anyone else need help? Oh, and by the way, there was an altar call at really the end so of the thing. There was an also, altar call. Cord injuries
1: can heal themselves. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yep, altar call at the end of the session for any students who wanted to commit to Christ. So that well, happened that's at subtle. the at assembly. Least they're subtle about yep. it. Um, according to the Advocate, the local paper there, like none of this. It's not like this. The red flags only popped up during the event because they should have known this was taking place at a place called Living Faith Christian Center, which is a church. It was sponsored by a Christian ministry uh, called Twenty Nine Eleven Mentoring Families, which is a reference to a Bible verse. Like everyone knew this was a Christian thing. Yeah, what I mean, the how hell? How could
1: they have known? How
0: could they have known? Well. The East Baton Rouge Parish School System, they issued a statement after the event happened and when criticism started pouring in Mm -hmm. saying uh, they defended the event as an elevation of a traditional college and career fair. Elevation? Elevation. We did a little more than we had to even. Did
1: they do any career counseling?
0: Nope. Not that I can tell. Um, who?
1: Okay, okay, we're okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Another
0: mother who was there, and I think she's also a teacher in the district, she issued her own statement after the event, basically saying uh, after, once they got inside the church, they talked about the sex segregation, and she said, my transgender child <gasps> was discriminated against no. for walking out of this event. She also pointed out them. that when the boys got together, they there. Sermon was titled "Real Talk," and the so the topics that were discussed basically it was all very male chauvinistic. Motorcycles yeah.
1: and build a fire.
0: Male chauvinistic competition for monetary rewards for winners. So put
1: a Miller Lite sign in your basement; it's classy. Yep.
0: All of that, she said. Uh, when the final event took place, all the students were into the church. And a Would. female student was picked out and told by a man leading the closing, I'll give you $100 if you can get through me and to the stage, like, do some sort of hyper-masculine, like,
1: what Red Rover So are game. you trying to beat up a teenage girl?
0: And this was after they were done talking about domestic violence and male control, which I don't even know the context of this.
1: Horrible ideas. What?
0: That's your college and career fair.
1: The fuck?
0: Yeah. So, look, none of this would have been okay at like a voluntary Christian youth camp. This all happened during a public school field trip.
1: That's Bad. That's, That's very big, bad. Ba- oh, my
0: God. And after the event ended, the school district just bragged about how awesome this was. This is from the school district's own Facebook page. Today's Day of Hope event was amazing. We're, we were honored to hear directly from students to help them address the issues they face, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Okay. Um, by the way, when they... When the advocate, the local paper, reached out to Tremaine Sterling, who runs the ministry, Mm -hmm. he said, oh, yeah, we've been doing this for years. Basically saying the district's in on this. Like, they're all good with this. In an email, he said they've been doing this for over 10 years. The focus is on providing resources and tools to young people as they prepare for their next steps after high school. Okay.
1: Which, it's a fine thing to exist, Right, we can. I can. We can allow for the fact that things like this exist, and it's. I mean, it's not fine. It's bad, but like it's legal and above board Churches and whatever. Can do this shit. They can do this shit. They can have their hell houses and all that nonsense. However, <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah, this ain't that. Like, true. I cannot think of anything less appropriate. Like, I. Ch- I think so much of like the teeny, teeny, tiny pieces of like. I was in a musical and we all had to like hold hands and pray together beforehand. And how terrible it made me feel as like a 15 year old. I wasn't an atheist, but I wasn't anything. I just cannot imagine if my big yellow school bus pulls up to this place for a career fair, especially if I'm like a person who is excited for my career or whatever. And then they're like, Hey, everybody, welcome to your career fair. Now, girls, keep your knees together. Like, are you out of your fucking mind?
0: All of this happened a year ago. Why am I bringing it up now? Because this week, two of the students and their mothers have sued the ever loving shit out of everyone involved. This lawsuit, uh, dis- it's a federal lawsuit. It describes the harmful and traumatizing church service that we were tricked into attending.
1: Tricked into attending. Uh, yeah. So good. Um,
0: their mothers say they never would have consented to exposing their children to this event had they known the details in advance. They are suing the school board, the superintendent, current and former members of the school board, the ministry, and the ministry's president. And basically, it says the two sides...
1: I would, this- the fucking bus- I would sue the fucking bus driver. I would sue everybody <laughs> who I've ever met met
0: they could find evidence that this partnership has been going on since 2016
1: and it's only come to controversy now
0: yes it alleges that the two sides were in quote engaged in a conspiracy to expose public school children to overtly sectarian and religious experiences it says this cost the district ninety eight hundred dollars that's taxpayer money that went to this event and by the way It also points out that the guy running the ministry Mm -hmm. lied about the nature of the event on a local news show right before the event. Like there's video of him saying, yeah, we're going to have, have, I uh, I don't have the clip here, but he said on there, we're going to have college fairs, career days, workforce people, young people will have an opportunity literally to get hired on the spot. That's how he pumped up this career fair That turned out to have none of those things. Did anybody get hired right on
1: the spot? Did anybody get a job interview or their resume reviewed or...
0: Nothing of the sort. And by the way, (sighs) uh, the ministry guy said he and a school board administrator met with the district's principals to explain the event ahead of time, but the lawsuit says that was a lie. They know of at least one principal who said he, quote, knew nothing of the event in advance. Um, Wait,
1: who was a liar then?
0: The minister, the guy running the ministry and the administrator for the school district.
1: Why doesn't the principal know what's going on in their but school?
0: That's I don't know. The lawsuit also says students were allowed, and in some case some circumstances encouraged, to harass LGBTQ plus student attendees. Wait. Throwing water on them and taunting them.
1: Wait. That's okay, what the Okay. We just says. took a hard right turn, my we friend. Did. We I, went from there. don't have this-
0: details of that. That wasn't in the lawsuit. More specifics. They, people
1: were encouraged to harass queer students and, th- I assume, holy water on them?
0: I don't know. I don't know. It also alleges that a student who needed to go like to the bathroom. Like a fucking vampire? Yeah. student who needed to go to the bathroom was told she couldn't go and instead told to, quote, urinate in a bottle on the side of the building.
1: Okay. Hemet. Hemet. I genuinely feel like I'm reading a book and, like, 20 pages at a time are stuck together. I spent a lot of time
0: reading this book. It's
1: escalating so quickly. I need you to understand that I am coming into this thing raw. And it's a lot for me to deal with this escalation. Wait, wait, wait. Because we went from they're in this inappropriate church thing to we're going to harass queer kids to pee in a bottle on the side of the building. And I genuinely have no fucking idea how they could have crossed that line in one field trip one field trip they're like they're there for four hours and they're like uh pee in a bottle sir you are not lost you are not the Thai boys' soccer team in a cave like let her go to the fucking pisser
0: and then if students want to maybe her- she didn't
1: have to pee maybe she had to pay, change her fucking tampon and he's like I've never I don't have a period so I'm sure nobody else does I just these. I'm not done yet. Pe- this the students. The students
0: wanted to call their parents during the event to be like, "You got to get me out of here. What the hell's going on?" They didn't have that much of an option either because the church had poor cell phone service, <laughs> preventing no kids from relaying their concerns in the moment. So the lawsuit is seeking compensation for the mental anguish they suffered. And they want the courts to prevent the district from ever quote presenting, supporting, funding, facilitating, or promoting another Day of Hope event again. They want that partnership to end. So, I uh, filed wait, this week. I know we'll you see said. You, could you
1: give me? I mean, I know we're doing like a fun bit, but like, can you give more context to that peanut in a bottle thing? Like, what That's could they it. have been That's doing? That's what it
0: said. I don't know. She said when she. I believe the lawsuit said when she wanted to go, she asked the adult closest to her who was a guy working with the ministry that she needed to go to the bathroom there... and they didn't allow her to
1: leave. They and...
0: told her to go to the side of the building or something. I don't know.
1: You mentioned there's at least one female staff member?
0: Uh no, I don't know.
1: Oh, I thought you said there was one woman who said something, something like was "don't date around." Teacher. Oh, a teacher. Oh, there
0: were people giving sermons. Th- yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Of like, but they were it just on sounds... stage,
0: not like walking around.
1: Yeah, so I'm guessing a lot of the staff was male and probably. I just this the the this hunger for power that over other people that certain people are wired to have I find deeply terrifying. I do not understand why people get off on. Uh, harming, controlling people to that person's detriment, it scares me. And I apologize.
0: D- I forgot to mention a couple other things. Okay. Girls were also taught in the sex-segregated portions of the day uh, to forgive their rapists and abusers. Oh, and students were left outside in the heat without much to drink, and they weren't allowed to go back inside for lunch unless you handed in a voter registration card After you've been told that
1: When you said you forgot to tell me, are you just wanting me to be sadder?
0: (laughs) No, that's later in the podcast.
1: Uh, um, Jesus, how long were they... Truly, this sounds like fucking yellow jackets. (laughs) Like, how did they... Like, Lord of the Flies so fast on these kids? I just... They've been there for four hours, and they're like, oh, well, you can't pee, and you cannot, like... You you cannot accuse somebody of... <sighs> this, they they preached to teenage girls that they should forgive their rapists. Correct. Did they preach to the boys that they shouldn't?
0: I don't think they did.
1: What? <sighs> I
0: should say that stuff happens at regular mega churches, not just events like this.
1: I don't know, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Fuck that. Per- like. Truly, it's so insidious. It's so woven into the fabric of Christianity and the patriarchy and and Christian nationalism and all that. It's so uncommonplace that these people are getting out ahead of it. I guarantee you it was framed around. Like, they are... I doubt they framed it as if you've been raped already, 17-year-old, whatever. I doubt they, not that they haven't, people have not been sexual assaulted as young people, but I am just sure in my bones that they were just teeing up these girls to be like, oh, well, if I do, if and when I do get raped because this is America, don't forget. It's my responsibility. Like, they are already planning to forgive something that hasn't happened yet just because the fucking odds are such that it's probably going to happen to them. And instead of going to men and saying, hey, guys, and here's what enthusiastic consent is and here's why it's important and God probably doesn't want you to rape people. Instead, they teach the boys to, what, build fires and grow mustaches and whatever and teach the girls to forgive all of the monsters that are going to harm them moving forward in their lives. So that's a really cool way to look at being a woman in Christianity. So I'm glad they kind of hammered that out for me. I am so mad that I'm sweating really hard right now, and I hate it. Um, I'm just gonna take 20 seconds to myself, okay? You so do you that. can keep talking. I will keep talking. Here. That sucked for me. Um, that sucked real the, bad for me, Hammett.
0: I'm well aware. That's what this podcast is. There are four plaintiffs in that lawsuit I mentioned two people who were seniors last year and went to that assembly uh, field trip, and their two mothers. Um, they are anonymous in the lawsuit because they fear harassment and retaliation. Um, I did reach out to a couple of people to see if they would be willing to talk to me. I haven't heard back yet. We will see. Wild story. That's it? That's the end of the story? That's it. The lawsuit is just filed now, so there's not much to report other than the details in the lawsuit. But let me, Mm. I'm going to go to a totally different story. Uh, This one will make you much happier. It's about World War II. Um, Okay, that will make me uh happier,
1: actually.
0: No, this is horrible. So I did not know the answer to this, and I honestly, I don't think I've thought about the question very much, which is, during the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. during World War II, Mm -hmm. what was the Catholic Church up to? And I I think if you asked me before, I would have said, like, well, I'm sure there were a bunch of really good Catholics who were helping out and trying to rescue people, just like good people everywhere were. And I'm sure some of them were on the side of the the other side.
1: Oh, I think that best case scenario is that they turned a blind eye. And worst case scenario is they actively participated. When
0: you say they.
1: They being... I mean, the Catholic Church It's, It's It's one of the few religious institutions where you can say the Catholic church because it's the fucking Pope who runs the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So Catholics writ large, whether it's individuals or as a system, I would be shocked, shocked if, if they did anything to uh, help people in need. So the, the thing Holocaust. is, I don't
0: think I knew the answer because I don't remember ever hearing about the Catholic church's role I mean, in any time I've studied world war two I mean, and any class had I took.
1: own shit going on during world war two. So right? like, I don't, I I don't, I truly don't know. I'm very curious now.
0: So, officially, the Vatican was neutral during World War II. That's their position. I don't even know where you're going with that.
1: Catholic Church is neutral on Holocaust. That's
0: cool. (laughs) Right.
1: What a thing to be fucking neutral on, Catholic Church. Let me back up. They
0: were neutral during World War II, before they knew about the Holocaust specifically, they were neutral on, like, we don't want it to take sides in a thing.
1: What, that guy is just going to mow down yes. entire societies? No notes <laughs> there. Good job, Hitler.
0: That, uh, given the invasion of Poland, though, which is highly Catholic and other similarly Catholic nations, and also Pope Pius XII at the time, he had statements condemning anti Semitism. Oh, and so the church, church was assisting people who were being persecuted by the Nazis. But like they were still officially neutral, and there's arguably more they could have done. There have been plays written about like the Pope's supposed inaction during World War II. There was a 2008 book called Hitler's Pope, which probably doesn't help Pope Pius the image. You're thinking
1: of the Pope's Exorcist because that's a <laughs> movie on HBO. It's very so, bad. So
0: when the Pope did speak at the time, it was usually in general terms like violence is bad, and he doesn't, <laughs> and he never called out like the Third Reich specifically. He did not talk about how Jews specifically were being targeted. Mm. But here's the maybe he's not a bad guy version of the story. Maybe it's possible. They didn't realize at the time how truly abominable the Holocaust was because even in 1942, all the details about death camps were not always understood by a lot of people around the world. Mm, So
1: maybe, maybe. but, But I still think the Nazis were bad. Yes. And I think... The Catholic Church should have clocked that the Nazis were bad. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a human being with a soul and morals. So
0: here's the thing. In 2019, Pope Francis... um, Usually what they say is, like, you're not supposed to open up the archives of a pope until, like, 70 years after his death or something. Well, Pope Francis said in 2019... You know what, there's enough confusion and questions about what did the church do during the Holocaust mm-hmm. that you know what? I'm gonna say we can unseal Pope Pius the information, yeah. his personal archive. We can do it like in 2019. We yeah, could do we're it. We're rounding now.
1: up on seventy years, right? It's,
0: it's 60 years now. So he's is like okay. let's do it now, 10 years early, Got because it. there's a lot of questions here. So right, that's the right answer. He said at the time Pope Francis said the church is not afraid of history. So he said, fine, good, open it up. It's a bold
1: stance when you're the church.
0: <laughs> right. And so what happened this week that we found out is that the in-house Vatican archivist, the person whose job it is, like, we're paying you to go through this shit and figure stuff out, he's releasing a book soon um, with what they are learning about Pope Pius XII. And what he pointed out, like the big revelation and leading to the book's is release. a member
1: of the Catholic Church or like a third-party archivist?
0: Third-party archivist, but I think he's paid by the Vatican. Like, go through the stuff. You okay. do what you want with it. So it's
1: not like a priest who right. is doing this. Okay, uh, His
0: name you. is Giovanni Coco.
1: Oh, yeah. But
0: here's the thing he pointed out. He said, Pope, there is reason to believe, based on what I have found, mm. that Pope Pius XII knew the extent of the horrors at the time And still chose to remain on the sidelines. Here's how he says he knows that. He found a letter from a German priest who was actually part of the resistance against Nazis. Mm -hmm. And basically, that German priest is someone the Pope would have trusted. That priest sent a letter to the Pope's secretary that basically laid out how many people are being murdered in these death camps.
1: In a way to warn him and get him to call call to action? And given the
0: priest's reputation, which was stellar, that information would have been relayed to the Pope. The fact that this letter was in the Pope's personal papers suggests, yeah, he 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 saw saw the letter. And so this is what the article in the New York Times said. Addressed to Pope Pius's secretary, the letter was written by a German Jesuit priest who was a member of a German resistance movement. In the letter, which was dated December 14th, 1942, That priest sought to tell the Vatican about, quote, the state of the persecution of the church in Germany, above all. Mm -hmm. Um, The letter included an appendix with the number of priests imprisoned at the, uh, crap, how do you pronounce it? Dachau? Dachau? Uh, Concentration camp near Munich. Mentioned the Auschwitz death camp in Poland in reference to another report, and told of the thousands of Polish people and Jews being murdered by the Nazis at another death camp. It said there are 6,000 people being murdered in SS furnaces each day at this concentration camp. By the way, the Camps Memorial website says 450,000 Jewish people, mostly from Poland, were killed there between March and December of 1942. The point is this guy, this priest that the pope would have trusted is saying this is happening. You got to do something. He didn't even say you got to do something. He was saying this is what's happening. Uh so I'm just letting you know that. And the pope, probably knowing that information, still did not do more. And what this archivist believes is that the pope was worried, I'm quoting here, about what could happen to Catholics in Poland, in Eastern Europe, in the Third Reich, all those territories under Nazi control, he was worried—this is the best-case scenario— if he spoke out against what's happening to the Jews, that they, would turn, they the would turn on the Catholics, uh, and they would be persecuted the same way. So instead of using his platform to forcefully condemn Nazis and defend Jewish people, he may have chosen silence so as to not draw attention to his own people. What do you think? I have no opinion. I'm not the expert here. Here's the worst-case scenario— he may also have feared that, you know, if the Nazis are going to win this thing.
1: Oh, yeah. That was 100% where I thought you were going with that first period. <laughs> he if may the Nazis feared... are going to win, we're not going to make an enemy out of them. We're going we're to wait and see which way the wind blows, and yep. then we're going to get real we don't want, strong convictions these... from the Catholic Church. We don't
0: want these Axis nations to break with the Church and alienate Catholics and potential Catholics. And so that theory suggests that a self-serving pope prioritized the Church's membership numbers. Over the lives of those murdered by the Nazis. It's also possible he believed he could negotiate with Hitler. Sounds like if, he did
1: a really good job. Uh, Was he if, the one who gave him that gun? Because mm,
0: as if diplomacy could stop like a dictator. Like if any of those latter ideas are true, I mean that would be both cowardice and a historical like injustice given the Pope's influence. Another theory that's out there is that the Pope couldn't verify any of this, so he didn't want to jump the gun. But a different scholar said this letter was not the only piece of writing relaying the course realities course on the wasn't. ground.
1: It was literally called World War II. It's not like there were pockets of the world who were like, "Boo, boo, doop boo." boo. wonder what's happening. I'm in Argentina. Nothing's going to happen to us down here.
0: One of the Sorry.
1: things- Sorry, the 1940s and 50s happened to y'all. You One know how the... the Nazis went to Argentina, right? Sure. Is that a thing you knew? I don't know what I know. Like, a lot of the um, Nazi officers, those who weren't recruited to the United States during Project Paperclip, which is how we got to the moon and got the bomb, um, was, well, some of the Nazis. Anyway, um, it doesn't matter. Keep going.
0: All right. Um, <laughs> another thing that's interesting is they that sent them all
1: to Argentina because Argentina didn't have extradition laws. That's what it was.
0: Aha. Why is this, like, relevant right now? Just Not just because the book is coming up, but because there is a move by the Vatican. They have already moved in the past to make Pius XII a saint, He's passed four, two of the four bars you need to be declared a saint. Pope-
1: it's so <laughs> handy that all the popes get exactly four miracles. It's very yeah, really nice that the Pope- world shakes out like that.
0: Pope Francis has put a hold on any advancement in the mythology here until historians have a better chance to thoroughly examine the archives and here. And their
1: historians have a chance to thoroughly create a case that makes their guy look pristine. They could.
0: I mean, if Pope they Pius will, XII be becomes a saint then what the hell does it take to not be one? I'm right? sorry,
1: Hemant, are you acting like saints are not bullshit? Like, what are you oh, saying no, to me right now? Fucking Mother I'm Teresa saying, is a saint, and she and we actively horrific, let people die yeah. because she thought pain was important in purifying the soul.
0: Absolutely right.
1: I don't care, okay, not to be an absolute dick about this, but let them make him a fucking saint. What difference, what difference could it possibly make to me? Or you Three or more people will
0: realize the church is bad.
1: Uh, I, I mean, it's. I don't who fucking cares. Let them all do whatever of this, they want. Scientology's all of this. making up new levels every day so they can keep bilking their members. Who fucking cares? Let them do their bullshit. They're bad guys. We don't have to remind ourselves why they're bad. No,
0: we absolutely need to remind people why they are bad because the question Jesus, comes down some to some people just
1: need to read a fucking book once in a while, you know. And those
0: people are do not- some
1: of the. Work. The
0: ones who, I'm if, sorry I'm yelling. If they read books, they wouldn't be in the church. Mm. Why do they want to belong to an institution that has repeatedly been on the wrong side of the simplest moral questions?
1: I just think that if like, the spotlight of it all happened and mm-hmm. people are like, ah, I guess I can live with that. There's no way they're going to be worried about something that happened 70 years ago. People just don't give a shit about the past. I agree. I
0: don't think it's shocking. As a history
1: dork who tries to talk to people about history a lot, people don't
0: care. I don't think it's a shock. It's it's more like, yep, hey, we got another reason that's different from the other reasons to show you why the church has no business pretending it has any moral authority. And if there's anyone who hasn't made the switch yet and gotten out of there, again, another sexual abuse case is not going to do it for them because it hasn't mattered up to this point. Which
1: is embarrassing for Catholics. Which is,
0: it's embarrassing for, yeah, anyone in the church. Maybe this thing is the thing that jolts you out of your shell. I don't know what it'll take. But, uh, hey, keep investigating this guy. Let's figure out what this pope did, because none of it sounds great. We'll find out. I mean... And they're only starting Are to dig up the details about this guy.
1: Are they gonna go back to uh the Borgias and see what the fuck happened there? Because they that should. was a whole situation. They should. That show's very good and horny, which I was into.
0: Didn't watch that one.
1: It's good. I like and you know it has um Holiday Granger, who I really like. Never and, heard of these people. Um The Handsome Guy who is also in Shits Creek. I can't think of his name, but I absolutely no adore him. He's super hot.
0: What's a Borgia? Anyway. <laughs> Let's go to Minnesota. This has a happy ending. This is a good story for you. Okay. Is this our last Get story? this. No. God damn no. It. I saved the Jessica Cry story for later. No. Um there's a Minnesota school district. Back in April, I think we talked about this then. I'm not sure. There is a sophomore at a high school in Minnesota. His name is Eli Frost, and he launched a petition. A fresh
1: name, dude. That is
0: awesome. He launched a change.org position, uh, petition basically saying, hey, this school district holds our graduation ceremonies at a local mega church, and that seems wrong. We yeah. should not be doing that. And basically, he, it wasn't just church-state separation. He said, this church's values don't align with our school districts.
1: You said a public school, right? Public I just school, to clear yeah. Up. Okay.
0: And this is what the petition said. Grace Church has a long history of making derogatory public statements against the LGBTQ community. Further, they do not support divorce, even in situations of domestic violence. Mm. Continuing to have students have to choose whether or not to attend their graduation ceremony in a place that condemns their identity does not uphold the anti discrimination 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 policy that our district stands by. Mm -hmm. So he's right on principle. Mm -hmm. He's right on the ethics. Mm -hmm. And even the leader of the church didn't deny... They they didn't say he's wrong about any of that. They just said, uh, we here at Grace Church, quote, affirm the teaching of the Bible regarding gender, marriage, and divorce... Which is Christianese.
1: The Bible has this chapter about the trans experience that you will get so much out of, you guys. Just take a look, and that's what we live by. The Bible, famously good on trans issues and women issues since the year zero.
0: Since the year zero. The favorite year of everybody, (laughs) yeah. So... That's the thing. Like, the church didn't deny any of this. And the school district basically said, well, we have secular reasons for why we hold our graduation. I feel like
1: the school said, we really hoped you wouldn't notice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Their reasons for why they hold it at the megachurch, they're not bad reasons. No. Here's what they said. The largest venue in the district is one high school's football stadium, which has a capacity of 2,500 people, mm. but it's outdoors. Grace Church seats seven thousand, and it's indoors. Mm-hmm. That's more than enough for the graduates and their friends and family members. And you don't need a ticket reservation system, so yeah. that had it had it going for
1: Which them. is one hundred percent fair.
0: The church uh, also had air conditioning. The technology was in place to live stream the event for anyone who couldn't attend the ceremonies live. Mm-hmm. It was also closer to all the two high schools in the district. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the uh, school district basically said, there's no direct proselytizing that is going on here. We rent the space for $28,000 a year Shit. for the ceremonies, including security and traffic control costs. Oh, I remember Which that. they have to pay for. Yep. And it's all business. Like, the pastor doesn't speak at the ceremony. There might be some church stuff I, around there. And but, that makes sense. But no one's handing out pamphlets. And that's fair. So, no one was accusing the school district of trying to proselytize. Yeah. Um, And even the petition is like, you're not doing anything illegal here. We're just saying this is a bad idea for a lot of reasons. Hey, this sucks. And a spokesperson for the district said at the time, we take great pains to make sure religious symbols are not present as part of the ceremony. The only question is like, does the convenience of the megachurch outweigh all the other legitimate concerns that Eli was bringing up? And his petition basically argued, no, it doesn't. He said those amenities are not worth it if the venue may alienate some students and families of different faiths who don't agree with the church's teachings. And he said, there, there are other venues out here. Mm. They are more expensive, yes, but it's a worthwhile trade-off, he said at the time. Sure. And I think, like, to his point, if this graduation ceremony was being held at a mosque and not a megachurch, I think everyone in the district would be like, maybe that's a bad idea, even mm-hmm. if it costs a little more.
1: Yeah, but that would require like, them to like think outside themselves.
0: Yeah. So. Um, and the Star Tribune uh, pointed out, the newspaper pointed out in the summer that larger school districts in the state always work with secular venues. They really? often work with secular venues. Other options are the Minneapolis uh, Minneapolis Convention Center Uh, Roy Wilkins Auditorium I'm not sure what that's associated with The Target Center, U.S. Bank Stadium So like all these places They're driving distance Sure. So it could be done The district just had to agree that a neutral venue Was worth the longer drive And slightly higher costs So
1: far I feel like everybody is above board here Everybody's doing the best they know how to do To like make Mm -hmm. this thing work
0: So right now the district clearly Came to the conclusion that whatever benefits we get from the church outweigh everything else. Okay. But they were aware of the pushback, not just from the petition.
1: Did they release a statement about it?
0: At the time when the petition came out, there were like 500 people who signed it. Mm-hmm. And the school board said, as a district, you listen, and if necessary, you make adjustments. Just saying, we hear you, we see it, but we're not doing anything of yet. Of course. But guess what happened this past couple in the past couple of weeks?
1: Did the church go Now, bad?
0: a couple of church-state separation groups have written them letters saying... Uh... Uh, If you keep using this church facility, you actually might be violating the law. And they actually said, um, because the viewpoints espoused by the church leaders fall within the reach of our district's anti-discrimination policies...
1: Oh...
0: like, by using this outlet, we're actually violating our own school board policies, and that could be a problem.
1: So that church is costing themselves twenty eight k a year for being homophobic? Could be.
0: That's what the district's lawyers told the school board, saying, like, look, I know we're getting these warning letters from these groups saying, mm. you might want to move out of a church. They're not filing a lawsuit. They're just saying, like, it would be probably okay, a good idea. Wink, wink. <laughs> um But they're also saying there are reasons you should be concerned. And it's not because there's proselytizing going on, which would an automatic lawsuit. It's saying the things the church says violates your policy and someone could get you on that. Mm -hmm. There are religious paraphernalia everywhere. Mm -hmm. They could get you on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, because uh, there's a possibility of future litigation if you don't move your ceremonies and people who graduated can also come after you too. So basically the Americans United for Separation of Church and State, the Freedom from Religion Foundation, they write these letters basically saying, we're not suing you. We just want to let you know, you are setting yourselves up here yeah. for a potential lawsuit mm. because these are the issues you should be thinking about. That makes and sense. the district's lawyers saw that and they said, they're kind of raising a good point. And so earlier this month, when it turns out with the megachurch, they have year after year contracts, sure. just one year long contracts. So this time annual they were contracts. Like, annual contracts, them. thank you. And the school board said, you know what, we're going to go with another place. God so they just decided that this year's graduation in, a in a the spring <laughs> it'll be at the Target Center hey, in, Minneap- cool. in Minneapolis. Now, here's the thing that Christians are going to point out soon. The price will jump to $62,200. Mm-hmm. That's 55k to rent the space, another 7k to help shuttle families between the district and the venue. Mm-hmm. But my guess here is that the school board says, yeah, that's more than twice as much as we were paying before. Less than a lawsuit. Less than a lawsuit. And, And
1: let's not get out of the way of it's the right thing to do. And
0: it's the right thing to do. And Eli Frost welcomed the decision. He thanked the superintendent. He was very graceful about this. He's saying there are hundreds of students, parents, and educators, past and present, that will benefit from this change. The district, with this decision, has shown its commitment to being an inclusive school district for everyone, regardless of unchosen differences.
1: Unchosen differences. Eli, I love it. I will say
0: FFRF gave Eli a $2,000 scholarship uh, earlier in the summer because he even raised this issue because you need kids to speak out against this stuff.
1: Yeah, good for him. And
0: a local newspaper, actually FFRF, pointed out that there is a nearby school district uh, that also hosts its graduation at Grace Church. And FFRF is saying, hey, other school district, check out what this one did. (laughs) You may want to take a look. Oh, I will say there's also a counterpedition that just launched this week oh, from another student in the school, basically saying, bring graduation back to the church. But and this time...
1: Could just, 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 Could you give me some yeah. highlights from that, oh, uh, that oh, particular gladly. thing? Go ahead. I'm not
0: going to name the student here because no, that's don't irrelevant. not name the student,
1: but tell me their bad ideas. It
0: says, Grace Church has always been a pillar of our community. Hasn't. Uh-huh. The church, quote, created an atmosphere filled with joy. Unity and familiarity—that's
1: not an objective truth.
0: Which is the sort of thing you only write when you're like wrong, <laughs> incapable of taking off your Jesus tinted glasses. I mean, like. it's
1: truly—it's tradition, uh, it, is her argument. Uh, well, and it's also a deep-seated lack of empathy. That, like, well, when I walk in this place, <laughs> I feel happy and yes. safe. So you all do too, right? That's right. like when I walk into a butcher, I'm like, "Here, I'm home." But hadn't <laughs> walked into the butcher. <laughs> I've never been to a butcher. That's
0: close enough. Um, She also cited crime
1: statistics. (laughs)
0: That you know, if you have to go to Minneapolis, you guys, yeah, watch out for
1: the fucking cops there. They'll Mm -hmm. kill you as soon as look at you. Which, by the way, she meant. If you're worried
0: about like carjackings, you could take the shuttle that the school district is providing. And like. And if your fear is crime, you can move it to the school gym. I noticed you're not mentioning that as an option.
1: I believe I've... Is Target Center the um, baseball... I forgot
0: who plays there. I don't know.
1: I thought it was the baseball stadium. Unless sure, there's another say. Target field or something like that. No idea. But that's a pretty nice part of Minneapolis, if it's what I'm thinking of. So it's not like they're like...
0: It's not a dump. In
1: the hood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, these are just... She's, ma- know, she's grasping at straws, trying to find reasons. I am telling
1: you, there is a flavor of person, and I'm related to many of them, who have lived in the suburbs so long, they're, like, legit afraid of this city. Like, going to this... like I, My a favorite lot of my-
0: brand of TikToks right now are people who are like, um, oh, my God, I'm in Chicago, and it's so bad out here. Point to the rainbow. Like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> what am I going to do today? Oh, walk to the beach? Oh, this is... <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's fine. People live in the city, and they enjoy it, and they're fine.
1: Yeah, people really kind of get themselves (laughs) tied. Well, and it makes sense, especially, and this is off topic, but, like, in Chicago, if you're driving down Chicago, you're probably going to the Loop, which is hard to drive in, hard to park in, hard to find your way around. So, like, I get that, but... It's very funny to me. Like half of my dad's family just hasn't been to the city, and we. I've heard
0: that from people like, "Oh, you're going to like Seattle? You're going to a big city? <laughs> you must be so scared." It's like, no, it's a big. You know why it's a big city? Because everyone wants to live yeah, there. Yeah, because it's
1: fresh as hell.
0: If it was cheaper, that'd be great. Oh. But like, it's, it's. They're not the hell holes you're making yeah, out. I if mean, I wanted it's... to go to a hell hole, apparently Oklahoma City's not doing so hot. You could find a lot of red cities in states that are not doing well in terms of crime, that are run by Republicans. And it's like you're pointing out big blue cities and just saying, crime,
1: Well, I mean, truly, when you look at any kind of statistics, they just completely disagree with that kind of fear-mongering. But Lord help you if you try to tell them that.
0: (laughs) All right, different story for Hmm. you. This one's interesting.
1: Oh, boy. Um, An
0: interesting story for once. I spent days on this uh, because no one else was writing about it, so I had to get to this. All right, here's the thing. A couple weeks ago, Catholic Diocese of Cleveland issues a policy. Contro- they control 84 Catholic schools and churches in the diocese. 84 schools
1: churches, okay. It's and a big one, okay. right?
0: Cleveland, big city. All right, lots of stuff. So they publish a policy that applies to all of their people, uh-huh. and basically it's how do we deal with the trans people. And in this case... Excuse me? Yeah. The Catholic Church says what to Catholic all heavy these... Catholic-heavy episode, huh? Yeah. They say to all these schools and churches... You uh, are not allowed to use a trans student's pronouns. You, they, you're not allowed to let them use the correct bathrooms. They cannot participate in sports. But actually, that only applies to trans girls. Oh, of
1: course. Yeah,
0: trans boys can do whatever they want. They ban trans kids from attending a male-only or female-only institution. Wait. Um, like if you're, oh, oh you gotcha, know,
1: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, they have
0: to do whatever the birth certificate says. It banned kids from going to a school dance with someone of the same gender.
1: Well, finally, they've uh-huh. gotten down to the important things, <laughs> yes. like who a kid brings to a dance when yeah. they're 15. The
0: exception being if that person is, quote, a platonic friend, which lots of platonic friends are going to be happening. Oh,
1: yeah, like everybody's aunt and her, quote, unquote, roommate that yes. she's lived with for 30 um, years. They also
0: banned kids from wearing clothing that is, quote, inconsistent with the person's God-given biological sex. All right. They also banned... Uh, s-
1: no. Yes. No. No. This focus that schools, by the way, and I just want to point have. out,
0: none of this is about the story yet. I'm not there yet.
1: Oh, okay. Then you can keep going. Right. I just am so astounded by how much people care about yeah, what children wear. They also wear.
0: banned anything promoting LGBTQ pride, including rainbows and flags. They banned trans kids. I thought they loved
1: rainbows. I thought they were trying to take the rainbow back. No, no, that's they're...
0: evangelicals. Oh, um, shit. I they forgot. They banned trans kids from taking puberty blockers or hormones. I don't like, think they can do that. I don't know. And by Wait, the way, they also
1: said- they tra- banned them from taking-
0: Like, I guess in school, if you got to take your medication, I don't know how it works. Um, they also said if you're a teacher- And a student tells you they are trans, you must out them to their parents, which Texas is also doing that sort of thing. And the Catholic Diocese said, if that might lead to physical abuse at home... So be it. Then staffers need to get in touch with, quote, the diocese legal office and the bishop's designated moral theologian to determine next steps.
1: So, you have a kid who's trans... Just like hey, teachers,
0: (laughs) yeah, you nailed (laughs) it.
1: If you find out this kid's trans, you definitely have to tell their mom and dad. And then, like, (sighs) to turn a kid, oh, don't call if you're, I just need to go through that again. If you're worried about physical abuse, don't call the cops. Don't call child protective services. Nope, just call
0: call John in
1: the main office in Cleveland. And then what next? So the the kid can be put in a church? Like a church orphanage? Like a Dickensian child?
0: Yes, where the gruel is. Who's misgendered
1: all
2: day?
0: Yes. So here's the thing
1: Pip would never.
0: I was kind of surprised because I'm like, isn't this what they already did? I'm kind of surprised you need to lay out these fallacies because I thought I mean, the Catholic Church already did this. Um, but I, for a
1: school, it's so much more insidious. Maybe,
0: yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Look, the Vatican, Pope Francis, whatever... The Vatican, Pope Francis, they do not accept trans ideologies. Mm -hmm. They are famously anti-gay. They oppose same-sex marriage, same-sex sex. sex. They say homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. That's Mm -hmm. the church.
1: Which is why I like them so much.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. Like, the church already has espoused all this stuff. I'm not sure why the diocese here is like, you guys, we need to remind you Mm. that we are all of those things. But okay. Okay. And I, also I feel like people have stopped out, talking
1: about how evil we are, and I really want to get that news cycle yeah. going again.
0: The thing is, and I feel the need to point this out, most practicing Catholics in the United States are way more tolerant than the Pope or the Vatican on any of this stuff. Just Which to is give why you some I love when here. they
1: remind people how shitty they
0: yes. are. 61% of Catholics in the U.S. support marriage equality. 76% of Catholics in the U.S. think we should be accepting of homosexuality. When it comes to trans people, 37% of U.S. Catholics acknowledge that trans people exist, which, Mm. again, it's low, but it's 37% higher than the Vatican wants to see. Mm. Okay, even when this document came out this month, Cleveland's mayor weighed in and said, As a Christian, the new Catholic Diocese of Cleveland anti-LGBTQ policy is a shocking betrayal of the church teachings that have shaped who I am today. And he went on to say, the new policy forces LGBTQ kids to hide their authentic selves and attend school in fear of persecution for who they are. And he extended his solidarity with them. And it's like, I appreciate the sentiment, but also that's not a betrayal of the church. That is the church, dude. What are you doing? But okay, I get the sentiment. He's a politician. Okay, fine. That's not the story either. Here's the oh, story. Oh,
1: God. We haven't gotten the no, story No, I'm trying to
0: get to the story. I, I keep getting in interrupted. Minute. Okay.
1: I was thinking about a video game. So,
0: um... All this, they put out this thing. It's really horrible. All this is happening at a time that Ohio lawmakers want private schools and Catholic schools to get more taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're basically using taxpayer money to support all this bigotry. Of course. And one dude who was just pissed off about all of this, like, hit the ceiling, Mm -hmm. whatever I'm going for there.
1: Nailed that metaphor. Thank
0: you. Um, His name is Daniel Kenworthy. And he's a trained opera singer who often performs in Catholic churches. He, oh. He's part of a local singing group that performs in a lot of places, just like that. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was so upset with these policies um, that he posted something on Facebook and he sent it to the Catholic diocese and then reposted it on Facebook for people, basically saying... Did he sing? No, he uh, said, how very dare you. How very dare you. <laughs> No, he did not Sorry, sing Sorry, done.
1: That's lost Basically
0: one. saying, why has this venerable institution, mm. in defiance of a majority of its congregation, Fair. decided to prohibit expression of LGBTQ identities within its walls? He's saying, I'm going to paraphrase, it's a long letter. He's been teaching for 18 years. I have saved lives because I was never ashamed to admit he was uh, a gay man. Mm. Basically saying, oh, quote, your antiquated playbook is killing children. It always has. The binary, cisgender, heterosexual, patriarchal norms that you practice as a governance are so offensive to me that I am ashamed and frightened to show my face within your church's walls. I will be Holy in three of your most beautiful and welcoming churches in Greater Cleveland over the next couple of weeks performing with this group. I know that your congregants oppose your message of hatred by a significant majority. I will be sure to express myself and I will advocate for the needy despite your hateful demand for compliance. Your quasi Christian actions are a threat to humanity. I ask you again, how very dare you?
1: Holy shit. He was can, mad. Can, can, we, can we recruit him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we could use his prose. To be
0: clear, like, he's not wrong about that. The church's no, rules hurt children. I mean, yes.
1: It does hit weird. Because this is, like you said, this isn't new news. I do, I do, I feel when you read what he had to say, I feel that I think his sort of sticking point was the idea of like your biological gender, no representation of queer things. I, it seems, this is me, it seems like someone
0: who's not knee-deep in this stuff like we are. And he's like, look, I know the Catholic Church says and does a lot of bad things, but the Catholics I know are really awesome people who would never support this stuff. So who are you, diocese, to tell all these churches, nope, these are the rules now? And it's like, again, to me, it's like, yeah, that's the Catholic Church for you. I'm surprised this wasn't in place earlier. But Mm. to someone like him, who clearly, better person than both of us, I mean, is like... No who what? Are, though? <laughs> what are you doing, Church? Because the people I know are really good people in the church. Okay.
1: you know, i I, I should I, I should take back my sort of cynicism of it. He is doing the right thing. and there, while my deeply held belief is that if you're part of an organization that denies your existence or thinks that you need to hide who you truly are, I think that that is a bad institution. However, if you are a part of it and you want to save it and protect it, this is listen. There's a, there's a reason people are Catholic. It yeah. brings something to people. Sure. If this guy wants to fight to prevent it, he er, to fight to save it. He's doing it in the best and most honest way he could, and I think that's uh, laudable.
0: Sure. So he actually he works. Says. He works with a group called Choir <laughs> Q U I R E, spelled fancily, <laughs> Choir Cleveland, Cute. and it's a not connected to the Catholic Church. It's a professional vocal ensemble started in 2008. They do a lot of choral music from medieval Renaissance periods. Dope. Um And they, they pay their singers. It's a professional group, and they perform all over the area. Fine. This guy... You want uh, go
1: to Cleveland and see these guys perform?
0: It's... Oh, so. uh, you... We, uh, Stick a a pin in that. We'll come back (laughs) to that thought. So Daniel Kenworthy worked with them for like five years. He's been in many churches, like I said. The fact that he's in a same-sex marriage, like no one cared Mm because you're working with a nonprofit that's secular, so why would it matter? Okay, fine. Um, The thing he told me that got to him the most Mm -hmm. is when one of his students was going to come to one of his concerts later this month and saw these new rules and said, so I guess I shouldn't go. Yeah, no. that's the that's why he made this post, because he's Sweet just so boy. upset by this. So, he then posts, uh, calling the next day, calling for all local musical ensembles to boycott congregations yeah. that go along with this, which is a weird thing, because the congregations don't have much of a say in this, but also he's saying, no, if you're a secular group that's performing I see what in he's the churches, to say. I see what he's then to say. don't show up. He also said, like...
1: Take a stand, he's saying. Take
0: a stand, Yeah. Uh, He said, no parish with blood on its hands deserves to host the concerts or even hear the incredible music that so many LGBTQ musicians contribute to.
1: I mean, and I think that's such an important part of this whole thing, too. It's like, uh, not to generalize, but I doubt he's the only gay man in his choir. (laughs) Right,
0: right. So...
1: I have to think that being a—I mean, it has to. Imagine how dehumanizing it would be if a person, if you as a person, come in to people pay you, people invite you in, they laud you, and then turn around and deny your humanity. It feels very much like I don't know, like. like minorities being forced to perform for white people and like, oh, like uh, circus freaks or whatever. Like, oh, these people are black. Have you ever seen anything so Mm -hmm. fucking crazy? Give me a nickel. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, I mean, obviously it's not the same, but it's in the same conversation of, oh, you're willing to take in people's art. You're going to, right, you're going to go to the theater. You're going to watch TV. You're going to buy makeup. You're going to do whatever, which gay people have been a part of and brought to you. You're going to invite gay people into your room to entertain you and then deny their humanity in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame him for being mad.
0: So he posts that he also points out at some point, And again, part of me is rolling my eyes because this is the Catholic Listen, church for I'm you. But he also says at some point in a separate post, he said he was going to push back against the policies by wearing pride gear to every rehearsal while I'm in those buildings and then he said, "Like, if anyone tries to remove
1: aggressive shit, I pull. Oh yeah,
0: if anyone tries to remove my rainbows or gay swag, they'll be sorry." Uh-oh. Which is facetious, but like, whatever. Low stakes response to a high stakes policy. Sure. He also told anyone attending the concerts, we're the most ostentatious pride swag you can get your hands on." So he sent that first uh, post I made. I, I read you. He hmm. sent that to the Catholic diocese. They forwarded the messages to Choir Cleveland. Choir Cleveland fired him. No. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You're fucking kidding me.
0: They seemed more worried, in my opinion, about ruining their working relationship with the diocese that hosted their performances than standing up against the anti-LGBTQ Wow, this seems like
1: a theme today, that Mm -hmm. Catholic people are more worried about how they look (laughs) than... Doing what's right or saving uh, people's lives—that's so strange. I wish I could remember another instance uh-huh. that a Catholic church has turned their back on the right thing and serve in service of their bottom line. I guess uh, but we'll I can't never think know. Of one, so. Yeah,
0: Daniel wrote uh, in response to that. As someone who took a stand and got fired, no contract, no job, and no concert series is worth sacrificing your dignity. Stand not. up, be proud, and know there is strength all around you. At this moment, I'm truly happy. I may have lost a singing job, mm. but I will never lose my voice.
1: Nah. Love that. So
0: I I wrote to Choir Cleveland like, "What the fuck? Truly, what's going on?" They they told me in response. Let me quote this accurately: "Your understanding of the situation is incorrect." Mm. To which I'm Please thinking... Please enlighten me. Please enlighten me. They did not. Oh. They just left it at that. Sure. Um. But what was weird to me is this past weekend, days after Kenworthy was fired, Choir Cleveland announced that in the wake of calls for a disruption of the concerts as a protest against the church, and I think they were referring to Daniel saying, like, everyone wear your swag. Mm-hmm. They saw that as a threat, and that's why they got rid of him. It's not because of what he posted, you see. But they said they Honestly, would be canceling their last three performances this month, which was the end of their season, in order to, quote, protect the safety and well-being of everyone involved. And here's the weird thing about that. They say, while Choir Cleveland does not agree with or support this policy of the diocese, the decision to cancel the concert series was made solely to protect the safety and well-being of the singers, attendants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if they have a problem with the policy why are you trying to get rid of the guy who's fighting back against the policy? I would love to know the answer. I don't have it. One option, by the way, I was like, why did they cancel their concerts? There's no threat of violence here. No one's suggesting anyone do anything. Who are they protecting? I I don't know. But one theory is that I think when you fire Kenworthy, and by the way, one other singer left. In
1: in solidarity? In solidarity. I'm surprised Given the type
0: of complex music they, they perform... They, they can't. They can't I don't pull think they it can off. Fill the parts. I don't know. What
1: an it, oh my! I did not consider that because there's a ton of groups that are a cappella groups that just rotate through members for that reason. Chanticleer is one. Uh, Straight No Chaser is one. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. those so I don't are, know if that's and the those reason, are But complicated musical arrangements. Yeah. If it if it is a choir that I am thinking, like the kind that I saw in like big performance in churches, which I I used to go to in in, in high school and college. Yeah, man, you got ten dudes up there each singing their own unique note. Those are tight-ass harmonies, and that shit is hard, and it's hard to learn. So
0: I I hope Daniel's going to be fine. Uh, I appreciate his stand, but we'll see how this plays out. I don't know if the story's over, but we'll see.
1: I wonder if they fired Oh Boy because they're like, well... Jerry can do his Turner part. I think we can go and then like (laughs) Stan left too. And they're like, "Motherfucker, we don't have another (laughs) bass. We need a beatboxer, quick!" I'm jumping to another story
0: (laughs) here. That's the worst idea. I'm gonna play. Catholic
1: church and they're (laughs) beatboxing.
0: I'm gonna play a clip for you here. This is part of the Jessica is gonna be sad thing. I'm not gonna tell you what it's about. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let you listen to this. Um, It's gonna play in a second because I don't know how to move it off of this. Okay. Uh, I will let it play. Uh, I will just tell Thank you, this you. is one of our new IFB, New Independent Fundamentalist Baptist preachers. His name is Devin Rogers. Devin? Devin. And um, just, you I'll just listen. feel free that?
2: to
1: react. Have fun. Oh, I don't
2: want to. Oh, you're going to enjoy this. No, I won't. I'm sure there's a lot of Africans that were brought no. over into slavery, which Kevin. wasn't right, but they got the gospel when they got here. And you know what? I bet you there's a lot of Africans that if they hadn't have been brought over, not saying it was right don't misunderstand not that there's nothing wrong with that the, the slavery in the situation but still but god i still believe used it and now i'm sure there's a lot of africans that got the gospel and they're in heaven right now because they got the gospel well
1: because they died on the you know, slave what ship would be over better
2: there. for them to have lived their entire life in africa free doing their voodoo or whatever and then dying and going to hell right or what happened and then they go to heaven they get the opportunity now, again, it doesn't justify it. No, 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 no. The ends do not justify the means, but this is how God works. This is what God does in the Bible. And we got different. We have black people in here. I don't think any of you guys were ever slaves. <gasps> I, you know, I was never a slave. Like, oh, you know, white, white privilege. You were never a slave. What? You were never living during the time, you know, unless you're very oh, old, like 60 or 70 maybe or 80 years old, you're never even living during a time where segregation was a thing in this country. Sixty years old. I mean, what are you crying about? Nothing even happened to you. You're just making up stuff. You can't look at the you know the facts that I was reading and just attribute that to some so kind happy. of white privilege. It's not real. It's not real. Get over it. Yeah. Quit having all the excuses. Why don't you take some responsibility for your choices? Be content with whatever situation you were born into and make the most of it. God's not limited to your situation. He can do above uh, you know what we ask or think.
1: He can do above what we ask for things. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I have heard I've heard the, the slaves were saved thing before. Yes. That is something I have heard, mm-hmm. not in this century to be clear, but certainly mm-hmm. like, you know, in, in the early 20th century, the argument century, that slavery was, slave, was fine because, because they were they converted. converted. Mm-hmm. And which again, just like the last story, none of what he's saying is not something that's kind of understood by everybody, right? Like, I think if you really pressed a lot of Baptists or whatever—Baptists, right? Is that where we're at? Sure. These people. Yes, UIFB, yes. I bet if you pressed them, they would probably come up with a similar answer. Was slavery bad? Yeah, what? Like, Mm -hmm. there's something about white people in this country that they can't just end a sentence with slavery was bad. <laughs> like it's like a disorder that they have. Mm-hmm. Like they cannot stop talking about. And white after privilege is not is real,
0: and no he one has a right to spun complain. Out
1: in a fucking real way, he got big mad.
0: You haven't experienced segregation unless you're unless you were born. The day before like the Civil Rights Act of
1: 1965. I just want to go back to that's that. That's the
0: last time segregation or racism existed in this country. I
1: have so many thoughts on that. One of, is I fully thought he was going to be, unless you're really old, you were never a slave. I, that, I thought he I was thought 100% he was being too. like, if you're like 60 or 70 years old, maybe you were a former slave. <laughs> um, no,
0: you didn't experience segregation, and therefore you've never experienced racism. And anything you think is racist is not racist, because yes. racism is not a thing you see.
1: What was Silver Attack, 1964? Oh, my God. Four or five? Four?
0: I should know. So,
1: my parents were born in 49 and 55, mm-hmm. and they're both, like, full-on fucking adults who are still living in the world. My mom's actually in Africa right now. Did I tell you that? They're really? Yeah, I'm really jealous. She's sending some great pictures. My mm-hmm. dad was in Ireland. My parents are cooler than me. I hate <laughs> it. Um, but they're, like, adults who have memories of their childhood. Like, it, it Here's what we're talking about when we talk about this like fear of history or the, the, this uh, th- th- trying to get rid of history, whitewashing history is the word I was looking for. I It is strange to me that people at one time will say, well, I was never a slaveholder. I never had slaves. I didn't do anything. But look at other people and be like, you don't have any problems because you also weren't a sl- like we had this we're on the same level because we're at least one generation away from civil rights like i, I just I'm I don't just, know if it's the
0: I don't see color aspect of it or the i racism doesn't exist, so we're all good now
1: those oh boy, I don't know, man, I don't know what to say anymore. I just why are they so why are people okay? Why are they at the same time saying, "You weren't a slave, so why do you why do you, you give a shit?" But sh- it's so important for them to be like, "Well, my relatives never had slaves. Well, I was never a black part. Like they are trying to remove themselves from that narrative and While then accusing saying, black people the of the narrative have... doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and which it wouldn't is, have
0: mattered if you were because you were saved
1: because you were saved, so good for you. like and, and and not only that not only all of that, which is obviously monstrous. But this reduction of, first of all, the fact that he kept saying Africans, I don't know <laughs> why that really fucking triggered like me in a way like... he was searching
0: for the right word. The like, wrong ones came to mind first.
1: Like, you couldn't even he look settled. up a country. You couldn't even like just... He
0: did. It's the country of
1: Africa. Of Africa. Yeah. Sure. My favorite country. Uh-huh. Um, but, <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, even if he's right, even if every uh, enslaved person who was kidnapped from their home country and dragged across an ocean and plunged into a world of misery and lack of control and fucking death, even if they all found Jesus and went to heaven, what about the people who died on the way over? What about the people who, like, didn't convert what about the people who like you're talking about 25 people who came over as slaves, found christianity and did okay that's like two dozen people ever did that (laughs) everybody else fucking had to fight and claw their way into legitimacy only for two generations later assholes like you to tell them um well, basically we're all the same. Yeah, my great-grandfather was a landowning guy from Cleveland or whatever, and your great-grandfather was impoverished and didn't have two pennies to rub together when he died, but we're basically the same.
0: And nothing matters and stop bringing it my up. My
1: grandfather fought in World War II and came back and bought a house and had a kid because of the GI Bill. Your grandfather was not eligible for the GI Bill because he was black, but we're basically the same person. What's your excuse?
0: And, and that makes me sermon so comes mad from... People the Republican acknowledge- Party of Florida.
1: Oh, it was Florida?
0: I don't know where the guy's from, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, let me jump fuck to shit. Louisiana. We're almost done oh, here. Fuck. A couple more. No, no, you gotta hear this. I'm
1: going on vacation. This <laughs> is a callback.
0: Remember Pastor John Raymond? He we talked about him before. He was A year ago, he was arrested for uh, bringing three students. He was the head of Lakeside Christian School in a part of Louisiana. Um, He was arrested because he had brought three students into his office to reprimand them for talking in class, then literally taped their mouths shut, wrapped the tape around their heads. I remember
1: this, because I was really Mm -hmm. horrified that the tape went around their hair.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And the students stayed that way for 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. uh, Until other administrators cut the tape off. Um, This guy defended his actions, John Raymond, by saying he gave the students the option of using transparent scotch tape, and he offered to call their parents to suspend the kids, but they didn't want that, and he asked the kids if they were in pain and could breathe, and they said they could, so you guys, what up? And the, he couldn't believe they were treating him like the bad guy. And then Do you later, see why I
1: don't trust men. Mm-hmm. Is it becoming more clear? And
0: a couple of months after that incident, he was arrested again. This time for wait for it, child cruelty. Oh, what? Because this time he allegedly held a four-year-old boy upside down by his ankles, and he was whipping his buttocks. And in a separate incident, covered the same child's mouth and nose with his hand to Jesus. stop a tantrum. <gasps> And the police said witnesses reported, who saw the actions, He they said he prevented the child from breathing to the point of him going limp. No. A witness who was a staffer at the school said the child was out of it and lethargic and unable to stand. Only then did this guy take a voluntary absence from the school, but denied doing anything wrong. And later on, uh, he claimed... The allegations were false, and uh, he was a victim of cancel culture. Okay, why do I bring up this dude? He has four charges, basically, mm-hmm. of child endangerment, child abuse, and all that. A couple things you should know about this guy. One is that he is the head of, like, the local Republican Party. Surprise, surprise. Uh, he actually... Uh, he. He served as an elected GOP official for the St. Tammany Republican Parish Executive Committee. Tammany? Uh Uh-huh. He wasn't asked to resign from that, but the Louisiana Republican Party State Central Committee, Mm -hmm. which he was also on, didn't punish him either when all this happened. He's also the pastor of a Christian church. He's also the owner of a Christian radio station. Uh, He has been formally charged with all these crimes, and he pleaded not guilty. Mm -hmm. All of this is still going on in court. Why do I find this guy interesting? He was also on a season of Survivor, the worst one ever filmed after 44 seasons, in my opinion.
1: Wait, what season was it?
0: I don't know, Thailand, I think. Uh Um, But... He was so bad at the time, he was the first guy voted off on a season full of unpleasant people. Isn't we talked a about that.
1: Highly specific criticism Very of somebody's specific. character. Yes. <laughs> you were the first one voted off on Survivor. Like, uh huh. People met you and were like, absolutely not, Survivor. On
0: the season everyone hated, he was the most hated person. Oh but the reason I bring this up is this guy has decided to run for a seat in the state house. We talked about this. This is why he was in the news before. Mm. Because he was running in
1: Louisiana
0: Louisiana for a state house seat. It's a reliably red seat. You just got to win the primary. Mm. And the Republican who's in that seat now can't run again because of term limits. So you have fresh blood going out for the GOP primary. And this guy said he was going to run for that seat. And that's messed up. The reason I bring all this up again is because this week, uh, the state's Republican Party has officially endorsed this guy even though
1: congratulations GOP of Louisiana <laughs> you've done it again
0: and you would think like well clearly the only other option it's him versus a democrat in the race so what's the republican party gonna do no
1: they there can is not
0: there they by the way they could also say you know what we're still not gonna endorse the yeah, guy they can say they zero can say words no. at all but there is another republican
1: running for the same seat oh so he's the at, quote, uh, scare quotes Better one yeah. What's the other dude about Do you know uh,
0: That's the question Like what's wrong With the other guy But the other guy well, As far as, as I can tell... No
1: wait hold on This guy <laughs> abused children it the, can't be that
0: The other guy Is like You guys There's nothing wrong With me I'm just a Republican And, <laughs> and he's going To the papers And he's like As a lifelong Republican It's an embarrassment Oh he my says, God. he says, the party put, this is the other Republican candidate, the party puts itself out there as a protector of children. I can't express how disappointed I am I that the Louisiana explain. Republican Party has chosen to endorse a candidate with not one, not two, not three, but four criminal charges of cruelty to children.
1: That's I the other so Republican. infrequently relate to Republicans, <laughs> but... I do want to have just a quick combo with this dude and just sort of get get his sort of situation. I, how truly, like, th- listen, the sort of psychic damage that would do to my ego, <laughs> I would never recover from. I cannot imagine. Wow. Like, yeah, I may be an idiot and an asshole, but I've literally <laughs> never been arrested for harming children. So doesn't that give me something? Now,
0: if I wanted more respect for this competitor then what he should have said is competitor, competitor oh, the, the in the guy, Republican yeah, yeah. primary. Then he should come out and say, if this guy wins the GOP primary, I'm voting for the Democrat because that's the best thing to do for oh, our you community. Sweet summer
1: child that's what he
0: should do. He's not gonna of course us. he's not gonna do that because he is ultimately just as bad as every other Republican. And the fact that John Guys, Raymond
1: I didn't even molest any children. <laughs> come on.
0: The fact that a guy that's like him. Raymond has a chance of winning this race tells you he's everything you need win to the know. Race. Of course. Tells you about it's the ethical the bankruptcy, mirror, the moral depravity assholes. of Republican voters—they're broken. It also reveals the unearned confidence of conservative Christian pastors who always think they're on a moral crusade. Unearned? Here. Yeah, I he... think it's
1: earned because they're only rewarded for this. <laughs> Tell me, somebody who's like, been
0: fucking punished? Like the Democrat will can throw everything against the wall against this guy—it's yeah. not going to work in this particular place. By the way, his candidate page, John Raymond's candidacy page, says he's running for office because quote. Our children are our greatest treasure. Wow. Coda.
1: The audacity. I know.
0: I got one last one for you. I actually held this off last week because I'm like, we had too much. Oh. And now I'm like, no, we need to get to it. And this. it was
1: nine in the morning. And, and it was I nine had in the nothing. morning, yeah.
0: No, one last story for you because it's all Schadenfreude all the way through here. Ooh. The story is, uh, you know, the American Family Association. They're the homophobic Christian group that... Mm-hmm. Among other things, they oversee the one mom at One Million Moms. Mm-hmm. They sponsored sure. a show hosted Tammy. by <laughs> right wing bigot Brian Fisher. They launched boycotts against LGBTQ. We thought about company. Brian Fisher for
1: a minute. Where's I he then? Yeah, he's president with a Y, does he not?
0: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. still doing his weird thing. That's why I don't trust him. Yep, but the American Family Association has gotten political. They, they are still committed to gotten hating po- LGBTQ. Would you
1: say people. they weren't?
0: As in, like, that's what they're known for, like, that's what they do a lot more now. It's less gospel centric anti gay stuff and a lot more we need to pass laws to be oh, anti gay i see okay. okay all right so there's a guy named robert chambers know that name robert chambers he spent 7 years working for the american family association until 2022 he served as their vice president of policy and legislative affairs mm-hmm. he was the executive vice president of afa action which is their lobbying arm he was a member of afa action's board of directors this is a guy committed to the cause right he AFA? was there for yeah uh, committed to the cause. Yeah. He once True appeared believer. on a Christian show, and when asked why so many people criticize anti-LGBTQ laws, he blamed Satan for that.
1: Well, who yes. else could it be?
0: Satan will try to attempt to win mm-hmm. uh, through deceit and deception. So that's Robert Chambers. He's not a hero. Oh, my God,
1: who does <laughs> the same thing, but it's okay. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, Robert Chambers Not a hero He is part of the AFA Okay Then 2022 He's but... no longer <laughs> part of that Okay He's now suing The American Family Association And many of their top leaders Why? Because he says They ignored my claims Of sexual harassment he, They created a really? ho- They created a hostile work environment And they threatened to withhold My severance package Unless I agreed to keep my mouth shut so,
1: like an NDA? Is yes, he just describing an NDA?
0: Pretty much. And like the allegations here are worth describing, even though they're uncomfortable because it's the AFA. They have a $28 million a year budget. That they used to hurt gay people, um, and last year, by the way, ProPublica reported that AFA went from being a regular nonprofit, which still has to file like the forms that tell you how much money they're taking in and where they're oh, using it, to a it, church. Uh, to a church, they changed I themselves forgot to a about church. This. Yeah. So that all happened. So like, screw these guys. Let's talk about the details. Mm. According to the lawsuit, these are all allegations, but this is what the lawsuit says. Chambers says Rob Cook, who was. Another staffer with the AFA, a high-ranking staffer, made repeated, escalating, sexually suggestive comments to Rob Chambers, wow. including while grabbing his face and ears, like really up close and personal. The, quote, homoerotically charged comments included things like... Okay,
1: I'm listening.
0: <clears throat> included things like, I see you're really good with that wrist action I wonder how you got to be so good at that.
1: No, you're confused. He saw a porn from the 70s. Nope.
0: And also Rob uh, Cook I've said... I've got a pizza
1: here with extra sausage. Uh-huh.
0: You'd like me to take you and get a hold before. of you. And...
1: Okay. Yes. Like,
0: if a man said that to another man in a commercial for potato chips, the AFA would launch a boycott of that company. But this is apparently their version of locker room talk, right? So Rob Chambers says... What's- "I." Okay. He yeah. reported all of this to his bosses and said Rob Cook is saying all this to me and it's it's uncomfortable yeah. and it shouldn't be that happening. That noise in
1: the background is my dog snoring, sorry. Yes. Um
0: and he was basically he was told by AFA's people like, "Oh, you're not the only guy to complain about Rob Cook." But nothing ever happened there. And according So they
1: don't even protect men?
0: They didn't even protect the man. Right. So that's part one, which is the sexual harassment in that capacity. Hmm. Okay? Hold that thought because we're going to come back to that. Mm -hmm. Another thing. In 2019, there are financial shenanigans as well. In 2019, there was a blogger who I like. Uh, His name is David Carey Hart. He wrote about how AFA Action, the political arm, the lobbying arm of the AFA... They weren't filing the right paperwork with the IRS for like oh. two years, and he said AFA lied on its own tax returns because it said we have no related organizations, even though they have their lobbying so the arm, which is
1: fraud. Eh,
0: yeah, and it's messed up. So Robert Chambers yeah. sees that post probably as a Google alert for the group, sees that blog post, and, and he's a like, victim
1: of harassment. Yes, okay, and
0: he says oh, no, are we doing something that we shouldn't be doing, basically? And he raises these concerns with the American Family Association, like the people in charge of their
1: tax stuff. All right, can I just put a button in here? I want to make sure I'm I'm absorbing everything correctly. So Robert uh, Chambers is Chambers is the victim, and he works for the AFA. Yeah. In their, like, headquarters, whatever. Yeah. He's yeah. being hit on by a man. Who They've also
0: works for the AFA. Also works for
1: the AFA. If and he no tells one, the AFA. And no one cares. And nobody gives a shit. Right. And then Robert, our hero, so far, I don't know his life, <laughs> Right. Our Big main character. <laughs> Robert
0: Chambers. Chambers. Robert
1: Chambers. he's
0: <laughs> a watchdog, a
1: critic. Mm-hmm. Say,
0: this group that I hate, they're totally wrong. They're screwing up their taxes. So they're possibly committing fraud. Con-
1: is he connecting dots between they're bad people? No. Because he thinks
0: they are good people who have made a mistake.
1: Okay. And he's like,
0: You guys, do we make a mistake with our taxes? And so that's what he's doing. That's he's saying to fuck up. Yes. And he, that's where you are now? And he's asking okay. about the lack of transparency, which they didn't really have. Yeah, I've been asking and the about that for like ten years. But. Accounting irregularities. And also they the lobbying group and the main group shared a P.O. box, which they shouldn't be doing either. Basically saying oh, we're one and the same, even though we're sure. purporting to be two different groups. And when he emailed the head of the group that is taking care of this, the response was I'm glad about their confusion. Smiley face emoji. So he's like, "Wait, uh, what? Yeah, wait, that's the response that to- from someone at AFA." He's like, "You guys, do we screw up our taxes? Because this guy says it's we're doing all this It's good that they're
1: confused because yes, we did fuck up.
0: What it said is, "I'm glad about their confusion." Smile.
1: I don't know what that means, Emmett. I
0: think I think it's what you said. It's like, yeah, well, hmm, 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 let's not they don't talk about it. it out. And by um. the way, two months later, after David Carrey Hart posted about that, guess what? The IRS revoked the tax exempt status of AFA Action because they had not filed the proper paperwork.
2: Mm-hmm. Now
0: that has since been reversed because they fixed it. But the point is, like, the watchdog was right, and Chambers was right to be concerned about it and mm-hmm. know what NAFA did anything at the time. It's By because the way, they're
1: morally bankrupt, Hammond.
0: I I know this. He I doesn't know this. I know you this. know this. Chambers but we was. We need
1: to tell more people. Yes. We Ch- should record this and <laughs> send it out to the world.
0: Chambers was also concerned that there was possible embezzlement within the organization, and he asked AFA's leaders to conduct an audit of the lobbying group to make sure donations to one weren't going to the other and know things what like that.
1: Department my dude worked for
0: doesn't matter. Like
1: is accountant like i I, no i think he's just i'm just curious how somebody could be suspicious of embezzlement if they're not like looking at the books
0: because he sees evidence no he worked with afa action he was part of both groups okay he has long titles but he worked with all these different groups he had reason to be suspicious not out of nothing um and basically he said his request to audit the group to make sure they're doing everything by the books that was ignored yeah then it gets weirder here's the weirdest part in 2022 the his administrative assistant, who also happened to be the wife of an AFA leader. like it's one family that like founded this group and runs this group, yeah. her name is Lexi. In 2022, Lexi told him that she had a dream that Rob Chambers kissed her baby on the mouth. To be clear, that never happened in real life. Okay. but she Why had a dream about, a about it. Dream, because she said to him, Rob Chambers, that he was a threat to the sexual innocence of children and that she couldn't bring her kids to the office because she thought he would harm them. And then she told everyone in the office about this.
1: Okay. And Chambers said... This has been an episode of things escalating in a way I could never see coming.
0: I, I do my job well. She
1: had a dream that this dude smooched her baby on the mouth. Yep. And she was like... I recognize that this isn't real, but I think this is God warning me yes. that you are going to harm my correct children who I bring to the office, which is another conversation for another mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. Um, and told everybody. And told everybody. And, and what Chambers was said. The- collective reaction, and was it, huh. are you out of your mind, lady?
0: All I know is Chambers said he felt emotional distress and, quote, reputational damage in his broader community. And by the way, this is also a form of sexual harassment, in a way. You're accusing someone of doing something sexually abusive, and there's... Oh, no,
1: sexual harassment. It's that harassment, is a of, to be sure. It's
0: harassment. So... Despite all this, despite... Wow,
1: this is insanity. So
0: Chambers says that even though they had policies prohibiting sexual misconduct, which he says he's the victim of, and despite the policy saying whistleblowers won't be retaliated against, he was punished for speaking out about all this.
1: So listen, dude, when you're going to work for a bunch of conservatives who hate unions and worker rights... I
0: know, surprise. This isn't
1: going to go great for Um, you.
0: He also said in September of last year... He was fired after raising his concerns. He said Rob Cook, the guy who hit on him, he raised those concerns for the 10th time. Hmm. And about Lexi, the woman who spread the lie about him, for the fourth time. And then he was fired. And the reason, AFA said he didn't have respect for leadership. That was the re- official reason he was fired. And he Chambers includes a transcript of their conversation. He must have recorded it. <clears throat> he says, Wait, James? No, uh, Robert, Robert Chambers. Robert recorded the He recorded thing. their okay. conversation. And he says, Well, the timing is really interesting, Ed. After I bring up about being sexually harassed and then bringing up something that someone else told me that they were dreaming, had dreams about me and their child, and then all of a sudden, you know, I get a phone call that I'm being terminated, but it doesn't have anything to do with that? The timing is really odd. And then the guy who runs AFA, or who fired him, says... It may seem that way, Rob. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you besides the fact that we, you know, we we just don't discuss these kinds of issues.
1: Yeah. What kinds of issues? I don't know. But Ca- here's cause. I mean, if it's a right to work state, right? Like they can cause him, they can fire him for any reason they want. So they don't. I don't owe know him what the deal is with that because people like that have worked so hard I to know. make sure anybody can get shit um, canned for any particular reason.
0: Here, here's the thing: after he was fired, AFA employees were sent like the office wide memo about Rob Chambers firing. And they said he left because of a quote, disagreement of philosophy, which is a very weird term because it suggests that this guy was no longer a true Christian. He doesn't agree with what we are doing here anymore, which is kind of a form of shunning in a way. Like, and by the way, Rob Chambers, Rob Chambers says, there's no disagreement. I still agree with them on all the hateful, bigoted stuff. Like he's right there with them. So anyway, after all this, he was owed severance, which was like tens of thousands of dollars. I hope so. And he says the agreement he was given included like a poison pill. He would only receive the money if he promised never to talk shit about the AFA because the group said he owed them a continual duty of loyalty.
2: Well,
1: okay. I want to just sort of take umbrage with his phrasing of that. Mm.
0: No, that's in the contract. Say it again. Con-
1: no, no, no. Say say the way it's phrased.
0: A continual duty of loyalty to AFA. You owe a continual <laughs> duty. Oh, right, of
1: loyalty. right, but and the way they phrased it is wild. But like NDAs are. NDAs are common, but NDAs should sh-
0: apply to, like, secrets. Don't talk about, the like, how much money we took in, who our donors are. You can't spread that information. Yeah, it seems like
1: that's what they're... But if you
0: want to criticize us, that's not usually part of an NDA. You well, can't say anything. Nor is that anything. contractually
1: enforceable. Yeah. Well, you can't... Well, I, I can't imagine any lawyer where this salt is going to be like, we're going to sue this guy for slander. I don't know, I know. Maybe. Well,
0: he, knows? he chose Chambers, did not sign that agreement.
1: Good for him. And
0: now he's suing. Um, and I just want to point out, like, listen, AFA is not the good guy here. These are the people that filed a brief urging the Supreme Court not to repeal anti-sodomy laws.
1: But, <laughs> you know, Golly, these are, their priorities are wild. These
0: are horrible people, and Rob Chambers supported all this and probably still does support it. Of course. So just keep that in mind. Uh, by the way, Rob Chambers himself said if we passed voting rights legislation, it would be the end of free and fair elections. He said Democrats winning control of Congress in 2018 would be a disaster because they fight for abortion rights and Planned Parenthood funding, we insist on open borders wrong. and amnesty and demand liberal judges, I mean, which I wish we did. I, He's we...
1: not wrong, though. Those are all the things I want. Uh, you but want just... Democrats
0: don't do it. No, he fair. said Christians who support LGBTQ rights, even if they personally oppose same-sex marriage, they're mm-hmm. being Unbiblical. And then he got mad at the RNC because they forged an alliance with the Log Cabin Republicans, which are like the Leopards Ate My Faces gay yeah. Republicans group. None of that means he deserves to be gay harassed. Gay
1: Republicans? Is that what Log yes. Cabin Republicans yes. are? Or is that just a code?
0: No. That's, oh, okay. That's what it is. The, none of that means he should be mistreated or harassed it's at work, but it's a reminder can, that there's no one good in this story.
1: Gay people can be capitalistic monstrous too. Anyway, Don't worry. Where do we find you? Wow. I mean, you can find me... You can find me on October 7th. That's correct. At uh, Solomoth in Naperville. I think we have at least one person flying in, a few other people driving Excellent. in, which is extremely flattering. My dog will be there if that's a selling point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could support this show by going to slash friendly atheist podcast. I will have you know that there were stories I wanted to include in this episode, and I. Put them off the list because I knew we would go long.
1: Oh, God. I'll save
0: them for next week.
1: Wonderful. And uh, we've got a uh, bonus podcast coming up. I am going to talk about a couple of things. I hung out with a couple of friends of mine, Aunt, um, Andre and Jack, Jackie, one of whom is married to... One Jessica
0: of the, has friends. Yep, got it. Yep, Bragg,
1: one of whom is married to one of the hosts of the Flophouse. Uh, so I hung out with them. That was super fun. Tomorrow morning, I am leaving for Western Wisconsin for a spooky, spooky bachelorette party. Following following weekend, I'm driving down to southern Kentucky to see a moonbow. Um, and those are the things I want to talk about.
0: All right. We'll see you next week. Good Bye. Monday.